This podcast is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connections separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Tonaguzzi coming to you today with Edmonton's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Edmonton, Alberta. Emily Salisbury-DeVoe is an entrepreneur and a retailer. She first opened her fashion store, Emmy DeVoe, as a pop-up location in the West Edmonton Mall in February 2018. The store opened a permanent location in the fall of 2018 on Calgary Trail. She is former executive director of the School of Retailing at the University of Alberta. Welcome to the show, Emily, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what your business is all about. I was born and raised here in Edmonton on the south side. I went to one of our biggest high schools called Harry Lee and lived fairly close to one of our shopping centers called Southgate Center. And I am a retail and real estate consultant or strategist. Uh, never really confirmed that title since it was a self-title. And I started my company at 16. So that's a little bit about, um, you know, this year is actually celebrating my 20th year being in business, working for myself. And it has been a roller coaster, but one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Did you need financing to start your company and how has business been for you? So I didn't need financing. Uh, my situation is a little bit unique to what other entrepreneurs sort of face. Uh, because I had my consulting practice, I was able to provide a shareholder loan to my clothing brand to start my clothing brand. So uh, from one corporation to the other is what I did to ultimately launch. So I, I gave Emmy DeVoe at first about $40,000 and then I added in about another twenty to kind of cap off to get us to this point. And business has been very strong. You know, when we launched, it was uh, during my last few months at the University of Alberta. And it's an incredibly scary time to be a retailer. Uh, nobody can debate that. Uh, we have so many retailers that are announcing their closure. And I knew I wanted to have a clothing brand by the time I was 35, regardless of the industry conditions, because I felt that what I was going to do was going to fill uh, you know, a niche that, believe it or not, we hadn't filled in women's fashion. And I think I was right. You know, We launched uh, a three-month pop-up at West Edmonton Mall to kind of gauge the interest of the overall quality of our clothing and the style. And it's just been growing very fast since then. What is your long-term vision uh, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you have plans for expansion? 
So I have big plans for expansion. I'm definitely, you know, somebody, I was just in Vancouver and someone told me that I'm quite aggressive. Uh, I would say I am quite aggressive. I think you have to be in retail. You have to have a very clear vision. There's not a ton of time to uh, sit around and strategize and think about, you know, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? You have to, at this point to survive, you have to innovate. And so I had met with a couple of venture capitalists, uh, some here, some Calgary, and just realized that that wasn't the right uh, move for my business. As we deal in very particular fabrics, we are more of a technical business when it comes to our fabric and our uh, values are very much driven into the structure of our company. And I didn't feel that those values would necessarily align with uh, you know, a venture capitalist or a private equity firm that has very driven goals of profitability. And, uh, you know, so that's not really the angle I wanted to go. So I am uh, actually hosting four investment uh, sessions this week for 61 of our customers. So I had this idea to sell 25% of our company to our very own customers. And so the uptake on that was beyond what I could have ever imagined. And we have people from Canada, from Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, Calgary, you know, Vermilion, Lac-La-Biche to Texas, New Jersey, Arizona, that are all interested in owning a piece of this company that is only 11 months old. So we've got big plans, but ultimately this year we hope to have three to five pop-ups, temporary pop-ups across Canada where we can drive people to be comfortable with our quality and feeling our product, but then drive them to the digital website. So we really do want to be a digital company that people can really trust. What are the biggest benefits for you being an entrepreneur in Edmonton? Uh, What are some of the good points about having a business here? Even some of the tough things or challenges uh, for our listeners so that they can keep an eye out for them. I would say short term, logistically, Edmonton is the place to be. So we bring in everything via DHL Air currently. That's not a long-term vision. Long-term vision, you're going to have to look at um, bringing things in via boat. And I would say real estate is well as well a good option here. You know, our prices for real estate uh, market conditions mean that you have a lot of room for negotiation. I think Edmonton has an incredible entrepreneur ecosystem. You know, there's a ton of entrepreneurship here. There's a ton of focus on entrepreneurship, which can be really good and really hard when there's no real focus on retail entrepreneurship. So I think I can't, being the expert or consultant that I am in Edmonton, you know, it's a very small pond and I'm a very big fish in the Canadian consulting pond when it comes to retail and real estate. And so, I do feel that it's partly my responsibility to be that ecosystem for retailers. So for startups that are in retail, uh, I have a lot of knowledge. So when I look at the ultimate resource pool for entrepreneurs in Edmonton and the lack of retail, I think it's more that it is my responsibility to bring that retail focus to this city. Now, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in Edmonton close to where you either live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just simply think about your business? Uh, not really. So I, I typically like to build my workspaces uh, to optimize my productivity. It's a very 
a narcissistic way to build my ecosystem. So I have an entire building on Calgary Trail where I have my store. Uh, I also have a signage company. I have a logistics company as well as three other startup companies. And it serves as a studio. It serves as my office space. And it's the place that I like to be the most because it's mine. I can bring my dogs. Uh, I really make my own hours and I can be here when or when I don't want to be. I don't like to be in noisy places. I don't like coffee shops. I don't like, you know, I, I don't like the unknown. So I don't like the idea of going to a coffee shop and there not being a place where I'm comfortable. Uh, I have very big issues with space planning and uh, I don't like places that are built inefficiently. I have a lot of issues with that. So I don't like going out in public for the most part. Here's a hypothetical question for you. Imagine if you were to start all over again and you just moved to Edmonton, but this time you don't know anyone. Knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you do it to start all over again as an entrepreneur? Well, I think uh, in my case, it hasn't necessarily been my network that has made this business successful. It's my technical understanding. Of course, there's power in having your technical abilities uh, merge with your network. But you know, with my work with the University of Alberta, my network really became nationwide. And so I think if you're moving to a new place and you're starting to uh, try to figure out how to be an entrepreneur in a new ecosystem, it really comes down to social media and starting to connect with businesses or ecosystems that have done a really good job. Sometimes when you're in a smaller city, uh, those ecosystems can be very limiting though, because there's a lot of people that run in the same circles. But I think you have to start by having a clear, clear vision because people will buy in and campaign for your vision for you. Um, but you have to know what you want. You have to be able to identify it. What does the first hour of your day look like when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or ritual to get you motivated to start the day? I don't set an alarm. Uh, very rarely do I ever set an alarm. Um, I have dogs that are on very specific routines. And so my dog typically wakes up between 6 and 7.30 whenever he has to go to the washroom. And that's when I wake up. We have a coffee pot that is, you know, it costs 20 bucks and it, uh, you know, it's set on an alarm. So when I wake up, the coffee's always made. And there's something, when the coffee's already there and ready for you to drink, it makes getting up a lot easier. And then I don't set any expectations uh, of myself for the first two hours of my day. So if I wake up at 6.30, I don't set the expectation that I have to be out of the house and have a meeting at 8.15. I think you have to give yourself time to, to be the champion that you need to be for the day. And every day, that's going to be different. You can't expect to feel the same every morning. So you shouldn't expect to do the same thing every morning. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique, but in a positive way, or just wired differently? I've always said that I feel entrepreneurs are very much wired differently. You know, I spoke to a gentleman this morning who you know, picked, uh, drove me back to my office from Enterprise, and he's a young fellow, and he just said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Well, a real entrepreneur is going to tell you that you don't always want to ask for that because it is in some ways considered a punishment. People who are wired this way, it's not something that you can turn off and it's not something that goes away. 
And I've had to deal with that my whole life being different and my brain being wired differently. And I think about things differently and I hyperanalyze. And so I think I'm definitely weird. I'm definitely unique and I'm definitely wired differently. (laughs) All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) What books are you reading right now or listening to and why? And do you have any books you can recommend to entrepreneurs to help them in their journey? So I, I don't read books. I don't listen to books. It's uh, something that I just have never had enough time, I guess, or allocated time. And I also don't like advice. Uh, (laughs) I rely a lot on my brain to tell me what to do. But I recently listened to um, Chip Wilson, who is the founder of Lululemon. His book is called Little Black Stretchy Pants. And it absolutely changed my entire outlook on this business. It changed my daily perspective of my own business. And it was the most valuable investment I could have made in being a clothing brand owner. And I'm so glad I did it because I feel it's kind of like when you fall in love. And I would say that I'm a low-key Chip Wilson stalker after reading his book. So I've been trying to get in contact because I have a few very specific questions for that man about uh, our business. But I I told him that I was going to write a sequel to his book called The Little Black Stretchy Dress. So we'll see if I can get that done. (laughs) Are there any uh, online or offline tools that you uh, use on a daily basis? So I am a a massive tech junkie. I like any tech program, any app uh, that makes my life faster, makes me more productive. I would say on a daily basis, we use G Suite a lot. We use uh, Google, Google Drive. I hate to tell you that I have five different um, G Suite accounts. I have five different uh, brands or companies that I work with um, that are mine. I love, uh, there's an app out there called Wonderlist, W-U-N-D-E-R. And I use that with my husband. I use it with my team members. And it's a way for me, the second a thought comes into my head, I have to get that down and allocated. So this morning, I had this intense need to rearrange our entire office because it just, it popped into my head. Okay, if we do it this way, it's going to be way more efficient. And it, it is, like we're in the process of cleaning it. There's a huge mess behind me right now. But I think it's those types of tools. Like we use a program called PicMonkey that is a shortcut of Adobe Photoshop. So for the time it takes somebody two hours to make a postcard, I can get it done in you know four minutes. So really QuickBooks, all these different tools. How do we get faster and how do we make our days super, super productive? How do you balance uh, work and how do you relax and not think about work? Uh, Are there any activities, favorite activities you'd like to do in Edmonton? Uh, Outside of my job, I'm not a very social person. I think that comes with the being wired differently. But I do have a ton of interest outside of retail. So when I am spending my time learning or, you know, learning about things or experimenting or whatever it might be. I have so many subjects that I'm interested in. So retail doesn't consume my life. I have a lot of different things that I focus on. Um, I'm not a foodie and I'm cheap as hell. So I do not buy coffee in coffee shops. I don't buy food in restaurants unless it's a convenient location and I know the space and I'm comfortable. I don't spend money on expensive exercise classes. 
I just feel that if, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to tighten those strings and you have to live a very living a life that doesn't cost a lot of money gives you the ultimate freedom of time and space. So I don't have car payments, um, you know, a low mortgage. My husband and I make sure that we live a very attainable life so that if I needed to quit and go work at Starbucks, that I could do that. But um, I think you really have to be very careful about how you spend your money if you want to live the certain life that you're trying to live. If you weren't doing what you do now, uh, is there a profession that you'd like to do? Yeah, there's about 12 of them. I'll list a few. (laughs) So I'd love to pursue a career in renewable energy, which is actually my plan after the age of 45. Um, I'd like to, I've always wanted to be a meteorologist that traveled around and um, dealt with extreme weather. And I've always wanted to be an architect. So I think for me, I only get one life. So I will in some way uh, be involved in each one of those uh, in, in the span of my lifetime, as long as I don't get hit by a truck, you know. In business, is there a, a favorite word or quote or sentence that you like to use? Uh, my favorite sentence is Google it. And uh, I use that often when I was at the university. I had a rule that you weren't allowed to ask me a question if Google could give you the answer. So it was nice because it really mitigated um, a lot of wasteful time because Google can answer any question that you have. So you don't have to ask me how to do something or I shouldn't have to teach you how to do it. You need to get into the mindset that you can learn how to do anything that you put your mind to. Now, is there a least favorite word or sentence that you don't like to hear? I really don't like um, narcissism. So I don't like when people constantly are using the word me, 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 or I, I, I. So this is, you know, going on in my life and I have this or I don't have this or, you know, there's, we have a very personal centric, like a very self-centric uh, environment right now. And I think it's, uh, it can be quite toxic. So I don't love people who tend to spend a ton of time talking about, you know, themselves. Okay, if you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would they be and why? Um, innovative, for sure. I constantly want to be an innovator um, so that I, other people can pull from what I'm doing. And strategic. I think uh, that's the word that most people would apply to what I do and very strategic. If I had a third, it would be ambitious for sure. Is there anything that keeps you up at night? Nothing keeps me up. Uh, sleep. I consider sleep part of my to-do list. Um, And I think if you change your thinking and look at sleep as entrepreneurship recovery time, um, then you don't sacrifice it. I sleep seven to eight hours a day. The only time I'm really up late is if I'm designing since I work with companies overseas. Okay. Is there a a top three list of things that uh, you would have on your bucket list or for an inspired life list? So always, I have, again, probably about... 100. Um, The first one would be Chase Tornadoes. Uh, I would have done it already, but it hasn't been a very high activity tornado season down in um, what they call Tornado Alley in kind of the Oklahoma area. So I keep in contact with some people in Oklahoma. And the second they tell me which year I should come down to Chase Tornadoes, I'll be the first person there. Uh, my second goal is to spend um, spend the, the last part of my life with a lot of different animals. So I am very passionate and I've always wanted to own a cow 
and some, you know, goats and stuff like that. So I know that doesn't seem like something that a, you know, a fashion designer is interested in, but that's what I'm interested in. And the third one is that I plan to uh, retire owning an estate property slash retreat where I spent all my time learning how to grow food, make wine, um, and people can come and learn about kind of organic living and kind of escape reality for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's three. (laughs) Do you have any advice that you may have received over the years that you can pass on to entrepreneurs? Yeah, I have a lot of advice. I think one thing I'm not great at is accepting advice. And I believe it's because my brain is wired differently and is kind of planned everything out already. And so when somebody's giving me advice, uh, they really have to come from experience. So, you know, if Chip Wilson wanted to give me advice, I'm going to take it all day long because he's in the same exact uh, positioning that I am. But I tend to shut down advice a lot uh, as I find that people don't understand the business. So that's something that I haven't received any good advice, but my best advice to give is that you have to actually like the work. Like the, the narrative of being an entrepreneur or a CEO or a president or executive, whatever you're going to call yourself is great. But at the end of the day, you have to actually want to wake up and do the actual work. You have to want to unpack the car that you pack or drive to Vancouver or do the paperwork. And each part of the business has to have equal attention. So as an entrepreneur, you don't just get to say, I don't like paperwork. It doesn't matter. You better learn to like paperwork or develop a system for yourself where you're doing paperwork, but you're watching Netflix. Like you have to come up with systems because you don't just get to not participate in a piece of the business because you don't like it. Now I have a a different question for you here. Uh, There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there with no internet. We're going to drop you off there, and you won't have a computer, smartphone, tablet, whatever. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call, and what would you do while you were there? So this is the strategic side of me. I have a number of questions. Do I have the basic necessities? Am I by myself, and do I have shelter? Those are my questions because I can't give you an answer without those. So let's say that I do. Okay. Like if I had, let's just say I have the basic necessities. So I have water and I have food to last me however long. And am I by myself? If I'm by myself, um, but I have the basic necessities, then I'd be okay, I would say, for about a month. If I have shelter, necessities, and I'm not by myself, I'm not coming home. Like that's, that's if I'm on an island in Fiji, I'm not coming home. Like there's people around to talk to, and at least I can have con- intelligent conversation. As long as I have necessities and intelligent conversation, I can, I could eliminate technology because I would eliminate everything else. Mm-hmm. On this Fiji, will have me. Um, Emily, tell me how our listeners can get a hold of you, and is there anything you would like to add before you leave us today? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is Instagram. So you can look up at Emmy DeVoe. Uh, you can always Instagram or send us a message there. And our email is there and everything. Or you can check out my personal account, which is at who is underscore Emmy. And it's a little bit more about kind of who is the person behind the brand. And I think uh, any last thing I could say to everybody is 
really enjoy life. It's such a cool thing. And when you start to um, look at it as kind of your experiment or your one shot, uh, I just think that you really need to think about things that you can do to really take advantage of all of the cool stuff that we can do on this planet. Thanks, Emily, for being our guest on Edmonton's podcast. I've learned a lot about you, your business, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. We'll see you next time. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Edmonton's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.